Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. Jerry in Portland, Jim in the studio holding it down. Jim, happy Sunday to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing just great. We, uh, well, we always do a little bit of weather. It's sort of fun. I hear yeah. it's, I heard it's even warmer up there than it is here right now. We, we barely got up to 65 today, but it was, it was that feeling that it's been raining for a week and everything is green and it's warm and sunny here. It felt really good. I got to open my windows today, which is the first time I haven't. I've done that in a while, just in terms of like let some fresh air in. Uh, I, I think probably the most exciting weather-related thing going on up here, and I, I would say this is weather-related, is the apple tree that we planted in my front yard is legitimately blossoming, and hopefully something will come of that uh, at some point in the future. Here, I might get some some apples in my front yard, which would be very nice because then wow. I could save some money on buying apples. Wow, that's yeah. um. I think we I thought it was I, dead in the water, and then, it, like then the, it came you, back, which you, is nice. You still like the green green apples? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I'm one of the crazy people that likes sour green apples. I'm not a big fan of red apples, the sweet ones. I like my sour apples. Huh. I'm weird. I know it's just just my thing with apples. Well, that's what uh, we welcome. Uh, that's, sorry, go ahead. That's what we planted. Yep, that is exactly what we planted, some sour green apples. Uh, welcome everybody to the sports phone. Um, if you are new to the show, uh, the next. 40 or excuse me 57 minutes and change is all about sports it's an open forum live sports talk show jim and i are big sports fans we're big coat we're big we're, we're coaches we're players fans you name it we've been involved in one shape or another and we like to spend this one hour a week uh bringing the listening audience into those conversations as long as it is about sports we want to hear what you want to talk about professional college high school rec league intramural stuff whatever you want to talk about you can give us a call as long as it is sports related we want you the listeners to drive the show and and pick the topics as long as it is sports related in some way, shape, or form. You can give us a call at 707-895-2448. That is the number to call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Again, 707-895-2448. If you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, Jim. I'd say uh, I want to say that that uh, we have no interview this week, Jer, and the phone lines are open. I, I'd say... Uh, we started something last week. I, I want to real quick, uh, uh, without an interview, I, I like my new, uh, I found out I have to write it down every week because I can't remember what we talked about from week to week. So, But I like the last week on the sports phone. This is the most inconsistent segment in show history. <laughs> I know. I'm not just talking about our show. I think in the the, the grander scheme of KZYX programming, yeah. this might be the most inconsistent segment ever. You mean other other shows have a last week on on the like? The no, last no. I, I'm talking about in terms of like shows that have segments yeah. or bits. I think this is the most inconsistent segment ever created because it's never done with regularity. I love it though. <clears throat> um. Well, last week on the sports phone is my segment that I'm going for right now. And I just, you know, it's one of those weeks where uh, we finished with my, the interview with my mom, your grandma. And we were just, okay, let's do, uh, I said, well, let's just do this day again. And we got down to this day and we said one thing about running. It was a Boston Marathon, <clears throat> how long it had been going. And all of a sudden the whole show was about running. I, I still say that's what we do here on the sports phone, and uh, arguably the purest of, of the purest of sports. 
yeah, I think you could say, is running. Wow. The purest of all sports. Yeah, it's nothing complicated. You just run. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's more to it than that when you talk about like conditioning, you know, training oh, and stuff. And but no, every, in a pure essence. Every sport has its... I, I think that's a fa fairly safe thing to say. We're not saying it's the easiest sport to do. I, which I no, know. I say it's the purest. I don't know what that definition is, but I would say it's the purest sport. I think I would. I could say running. Hmm. I don't know. Huh. It's hard when I don't have a true definition of purest. Sorry, I I interrupted you here. Go go ahead. Continue. No, that that that's it. I I just liked. I you know it takes it probably takes less equipment than most sports, and mm -hmm. I, I think there was so many people you know and, and again. On the sports phone, we always like the, oh, I don't even like sports, but I like the sports phone. I think there was people actually that say, I don't even play sports, but I run. You know, it, it's it's that it's that simple, that, that different. I don't know. I would argue you play a sport then. What's that? If someone says, if, if someone was to say, I don't play sports, but I run, my response to that would be, the, you play a sport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, do you have anything for uh, today uh, Today in sports? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we can get it going again. It, it was the worst. I usually have to cut it down from, from you know, like seven down to four just so, um, you know, it doesn't take, take too long. Uh, but I only have three and two of them just for, for sort of a, a, different, a, a different reason. In 1963 and 1967... The NBA championships were won, and all my own, my only point here was it that, that what is it April twenty fourth, nineteen sixty three and nineteen sixty seven the final game of the NBA championship was played. So it just tells you how much it's expanded. We're not even we don't even have one team out of the first round yet. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, in two thousand and twenty two on the same. Same date, but in 63, uh, you know, my point wasn't who won. I can't remember who won. Probably Boston. Who knows? Probably Boston won them both. And um, in 1956, on April 24th, 1956, Frank Umont, I love this one, was the first umpire in Major League Baseball to wear glasses. Now, I have to say... Because of the old umpire needs glasses, all that kind of stuff, I would say that um, a lot of umpires wear contacts now, and you just can't see the glasses. I'm curious if, and I can't find it, I'm curious if he was behind the plate or not, like where he, what he was umpiring. Jeez, in, 19, uh, in 1956, I'm not even sure how many umpires they had in the game. Seven now... I can say he is uh, previously, before he was an umpire, he was a defensive tackle for the New York Giants. So he played a little football before going over to umpire baseball. Huh. 707-895-2448. You know, I'm sorry, and you're going to say I'm just using this as an excuse to bring up one of my pet peeves in sports, Jared, but you know I'm going to bring it up. That's another reason umpires aren't even going to need glasses anymore. Once, once we, uh, <laughs> once we just, <laughs> once, once we let the computers call all the balls and strikes, and we can replay anything if it's close. 
not going to matter. The umpires are just there there to suggest. I'm going to say the umpires aren't calling games anymore. They're just suggesting calls. Help me out here. I got nothing. I, I, I have no defense. <laughs> I, if we're going to go down that, that again, no, I mean, it's already happened. I mean, it's already, you know, we've talked about it previously on the show. There's, there's that camera. I think it's single A. There's the minor league. There's one of the minor league te- leagues is, uh, is using robots. Hold on, Jerry. Strikes and balls. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Uh, Jerry, it's actually, I believe, up to AAA now. Is it AAA? I knew it was one of them. I just didn't remember which one. AAA? Okay. Yeah, they, they started it down in the single A, and then it, right. it's done well enough to move up. Um, so it's that much closer uh, to, you know, to the big league. So you don't think they'll um, need glasses anymore? I, man, I tell you, I, I don't even want to talk about it, to be honest with you. I, the more we talk about it, the more likely it's going to happen. Then I have to really talk about it. <laughs> the whole oh. thing makes me upset about it. But sticking with umpiring, um, so my, my stepdad gets the paper every day, and he showed me this, this crazy article. And the you know, front of the sports page, picture of a lady big old black eye, and she was a volunteer umpire for a youth softball game and got decked after the game <laughs> from a parent because she, you know, obviously made a what that parent thought was a bad call. And the article goes on to discuss how volunteers, I mean, part of it's COVID, but the, other, the, the big thing that people say is why they're not volunteering anymore is it's down like 40% across the nation. And I mean, there's, there's teams having to forfeit high school baseball games because they can't get umpires. Um, and it's because of the ridiculous you know, violence from parents, uh, you know, after the game or during the game. Um, you know, we kind of saw it yesterday at Yankee Stadium when the, the fans were throwing stuff at the, the, the Cleveland players. And, That's right. You know, it's, it's crazy to think of how, how much people take it so seriously um, you know, especially in the youth side of it, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. The, the article just kind of caught my eye. It was it was intriguing. Well, that, that's one of the I think the differences that comes to mind immediately is like when you talk about professional umpires or professional referees at any level, they're getting paid. I'm not going to say they're making the big bucks, but they're getting paid. I think a respectable amount of money for for you know NFL, NBA stuff. But when you get into youth leagues and umpires and you know little league and stuff and you get into the volunteer things it's one of those arguments it's, it's kind of hard to, to argue against an umpire be like i get berated by parents two hours every weekend why do i do this i'm just not going to do it anymore. i think it's kind of yeah. hard to to make a case against that um yeah the same thing's happening it, it happened in oregon uh i saw something on twitter a bunch of high school games had to get canceled because of a lack of umpires at the high school level um you go wow. to the OSAA, which is like the big Oregon governing body for Oregon sports, plastered all over that is, hey, we need referees, we need umpires, we need this and that. So they're even like when you get into the high school level, when it's, you know, quasi volunteer and you're not getting paid a whole lot, I just I can't really blame them for being like, why do I want to put up with this? Why why would I do this when I can just not do it and not? I deal love with the controversy. Parents? As soon as I can coach, as soon as I can umpire little league again, I'm going for it. Well, I, I'll go with you again, Jim. But I'm just not getting punched <laughs> in the face. That's for sure. <laughs> well, have you guys, Jim? You've told me some stories, and Vince, I know that you've done some games. 
Well, you don't have to name names or anything, but what's what's the worst you've ever had, Jim? When you've done uh, behind the plate, uh, for, there, for there was a there was a, um, and then I'm gonna take another call, Vince. And you started something here. I got the phones completely went crazy. Um, it, I think it. a plastic bottle, an empty water bottle, not a full one, came over the fence once at me. <laughs> okay, that's the best I got. Uh, Vince, well, let's see, let's see where this go- let's see where this goes. Thanks, Vince. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, it's the sports phone doctor. Hi, Patty. Patty Chico, the doctor. What can we do for you? The phones are ringing off the yeah. hook here. Oh, how awesome. Um, yeah, so I had a question about... The- Go closer to your phone if you can, or maybe I'll just oh. turn you up. Can you, can you hear me better? That's better. Yeah. Right there, whatever you just did. Better. Okay. I don't know. Um, so I'm calling about that safe coach program, I think, or is it called safe sport? That's like certification that coaches have to get. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about? I I know. We, I had to take a lot of classes to be able to be a coach. Yeah, yeah. So my question is this. I just um, I hung out with a friend over the weekend who was telling me a story about um, a coach, a local coach. This is, you know, not in this county or in your county, um, who was recently fired because he decided to engage in a relationship with one of his athletes once that athlete turned 18. Um, uh, and I guess there, what she told me, and this is what I want a clarification on, is that apparently coaches aren't allowed to state their former players until the, the player is like a certain age, like 22 or something. I don't know. Uh, one, once again, know Patty, true. before you go any further, could you just remind me what level are we talking about? I miss- High school. High school? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So the, the athlete, what they, they met when the, when the person was coaching this, this uh, individual in high school. And then as soon as the individual, the high school athlete turned 18, um, they started dating and then this coach was fired because he didn't wait until the, the athlete turned 22 or some age. Well, I have no idea. My guess is that's a, Jared, my guess is that's a different from state to state. But I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm doing my best here. I would imagine there's some. I, I would imagine there's some sort of age limit. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't have it. In, in, like immediately available. Um, Was the high schooler still in high school at age 18, or had they graduated? No, no, no. The high schooler had graduated, and then, um, and then that's when they apparently began their, their you know, adult relationship, and then, um, and then that, that coach was fired, and then that coach went, like, moved out of the state, and then this person who used to be their athlete, um, like, followed them, like, and moved in with them and, and such. So I guess my question is maybe less about, like, the particulars of the regulation, but, I mean, and we don't, you don't have to have, like, an answer, <laughs> but... I'm just throwing it out there. Should it ever be okay for a coach of, of of high schoolers to be able to date their players, even once their players are of age? I'm. I'll go first. I'll go here first here, Jared. Then then I'm taking take another call a- after you go. But I, I think, I mean, we. I say yes. I mean, if. Um, What's the difference if if it's a coach or if it's a in in the tech industry or, or whatever, if if two, and what I'm going to say I, say that 18 year olds are legal adults. If that's the case, 
how can we say who someone can date and who they can't? Yeah, that that's where my yeah. kind of... Go ahead, Patty. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so I guess the, the, my follow-up question, that's, that's kind of what my friend was saying to you, although my friend was also um, very alarmed by this case. But then my question is, like, if you had a daughter, would you feel safe having your daughter being coached by somebody who dates their former players? So talk about, like, the 18-year-old. Like, I get that I'm not trying to tell somebody who they can't date, but then my, my, the, in terms of the person who is, like, the older adult in that situation, should that person be allowed to be by be coaching children who they're presumably who they could be grooming for a relationship once they turn eighteen. You go ahead, Chair. That throws a whole other curveball well, into it. I don't know. I, I go back to like if you you have to assume. I think at at, a, at some level that everyone like. I, I don't know. I, I I get caught up when you add like all these other variables into it because. My immediate answer was basically the same as Jim's, where it's just like, if they're two consenting adults, whose business is it to say how they met? Like, what's it, what's yeah, it matter? That's, that's what and, I mean. And, but, but if you're, if, if you're going to, like, I have, I guess, I have friends that have met and are dating and or married that have met in more bizarre ways than one coached the other. So, I don't well, know. Like, but it's not just one coached the other, but one coached the other while one was under eight. Sure, but but again, like, are we then just assuming? Is it just fair then to assume that he's because he's dating this one person? We're in a pure like we we're getting very much into a hypothetical here at some point. But like, is it just fair to just assume? Oh, this coach is just grooming all his players because he's dating one of them. Like, I, I guess it's like I don't know. I I, I have a lot of trouble getting. So, so yeah, can there, there are actually cases. There are actually cases of. Uh, there's a very prominent case in the last year of a of a former English coach or sorry English teacher who started dating his students when their students after their students turned eighteen and would say things to them like I, even when they were under age would say things like oh like if I were your age like I would date you but, just like yeah but and then I guess I mean it just it was it, it was very clearly grooming. Um, but that that like, goes, I think, to my my point, Patty, of like, of intention. I think it kind of goes to my point of intention. Like, I, I think it's a different question if we say, is it okay for a coach to date his players, plural, I, and date one player? I think those are two very different questions because then you can get into a, a there's a more tangible argument of intent in grooming there. That that's why I I kind of went down that road that I said of. I have friends that are married that have met in much more bizarre ways than, you know, than that that have significant age gaps between the two of them. And there's, there's so also there's also if, if a coach wait hold on hold on Jim I just want to yeah. get this out if if a coach coaches a player you know regardless of of you know that circumstance and then they're both legal adults and they date I don't really see how you can have an issue with that if there becomes like some sort of consistent pattern to it then sure, then maybe now there's a, a cause for concern and there has to be a different conversation. But just on like the surface question of should a coach be allowed to date a former player if they're legally of age, I don't see how the answer to that can just be no with like out, at least like considering it. I, I think that, same, that I, I don't see how the answer to that is not let no. Me jump, let me jump in for yeah. a second, Jerry. I, I, I agree yeah. with you. Um, this th It also opens up, does that mean any 
anybody in like a boss in in a workplace can't meet a younger worker and once they're consulting adults they can but is the boss are they under is one of them under age when they meet Oh, that, 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 that's 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 the the prime difference here. Is is again like if somebody who's like in their twenties wants to date somebody who's fifty, I have no problem with that. But when when these two meet, questionable relationship between them in high school, which may not have been a consummated relationship at that point, but it still may have not been appropriate. Um, so what if it's a okay? The, that's, that's so I, the question. So what if it's a twenty-three-year-old high school coach? Then, then like, then, and we eliminate the big age gap. Then, like, I I guess, again, I just go to, I think there has to be some sort of... You're arguing that that's okay? Like, for a 23-year-old to date a 16-year-old? No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. Patty, no, no, no. I'm not arguing that. I'm going back to, there's a difference between dating a player and an intent to groom them. I think those are two very different things where I, I go back to, I don't think it's totally a bizarre or crazy thing to say that two people could meet. And then when they're both legal adults, they start dating that again. I have no issue with that. I think that it's a different conversation. If that becomes a pattern of they date a player, break up with them or whatever, date another player that is just turning 18. That's very, that's a very different question in my opinion than is it okay if a coach dates a former player? I, those are two ex- like very different things in my view. I'm going to take another I, one. Let me let me take another call. See if this continues. Patty, keep listening, all right? And give us a call back if you if you come to any better conclusions after hearing us say that. Hello, you're hello, you're on the air. Thanks for watching. Uh, yeah, you mind uh, just sports phone or uh, family? <laughs> I can't believe what I've just heard. Well, that, that was sports related. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, right. Um, no, my question is more sports related. I mean, as okay. Python would say, now for something completely different. But, no, it's actually back to the sports. Um, I was, when I was playing Little League, I was taught, at least I believe, that the umpire's mask, its sidebars, were actually designed so that he could look through that and see the strike zone, which is like from the shoulders to the knees, the width of the plate, right? And, of course, certain players have different heights, but that's what they used to determine a strike or a ball was the space on their face mask that showed them the strike zone. And I'm just curious whether or not you know if that's true or not. I, I can answer first. I've never been an umpire or been behind the plate, so I I really can't say. I, based on my experience of Jim's strike zone, I don't think he's using <laughs> that uh, as as a, as a reference. But Jim, I'll what let you go a, ahead if you have any thoughts. I, what, I, I what, is he, what is he? Three foot tall? What? What? He has a. Uh, I, I would say Jim has a an inconsistent strike zone. Would be would be my definition. <laughs> That's why I got the plastic bottle thrown at me, I think. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Have, have you ever heard of anything like this, using a mask in that way? I, I've never heard anything like that. All I know is I really didn't in I, – I really – don't know what I use. I, I watched that ball go by on the plate, and 
I get mixed up where the plate is, where the knees are, where the shoulders are. I, I just ballpark it. And 9 out of 10, or more than that out of 10 times, no one really complains about balls and strikes. It's got to be pretty crazy for someone to do that. Well, I mean, to make it to make it that careful. Yeah, it's it's not that hard to make to 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 be close on balls and strikes. Vince claims I should think not. Jerry, I got Vin- another question though. I got another question Go though. Uh, Olympics uh, marathon. Do you know the origin of that and how that came to be? The Olympic marathon? You mean why did they the have marathon? It? Why did they have it why in did, the Olympics? How did it? How was it created? It had to do with a, a war that Greece was having. Somebody ran from one place to another, and that was the marathon. And yeah. 26.2 miles. They had to deliver something. That's, that's, that's my understanding. To let the, to, yeah, to let the, uh, the Greeks of southern Greece know that there was, they were being attacked in northern Greece by a fleet of ships that were being defended by a small army of very dangerous men. I yeah, I don't I I don't I don't know. Huh. Well, that was the origin of the Olympics, and I just wondered if you knew. No, so, so you're saying, Jared, was the uh, is that correct? Was the was a marathon the first event in the Olympics, or is that just how the marathon no. got in? No, that's how the marathon that, started. That's oh, how they got okay. invented. It was because the Greeks defended themselves against the Turks by having one guy run that distance to alert the rest of the Greeks that they were being attacked at a different place. Hmm. They came around with their ships and set the enemy on fire. Hmm. Well, that's there you have it. You got any, you uh, have it. You got any facts beyond that I, for this gentleman, Jer? I, I do, and I can't <laughs> believe I found this. There was a patent there you go. Fi- there was a patent filed and approved in 1993 and then approved in 1995 for the umpire strike zone mask. And ah. the mask, and, and I, I'm just going to read directly from, from the abstract of the patent. Lenses within the carriage have vertical scored lines defining the horizontal width of home plate and a horizontal bar adjustably affixed to the front of the carriage across the lower portion of the lens permits height adjustments this uh, permits adjusting the height of the strike zone to different players by aligning the top lens with the batter's shoulders. There you go. Well, thank, thank you. There's a there's thank an you. actual you got, patent for this mask. You got your answers. You got your calls answered. Let's take another call. Thank you so much. Oops, lost that one. Hello, uh, callers. Give a call back. Seven zero seven. Eight nine five two four four eight. The text is going a little crazy here. Vince Vince says I call balls and strikes before they even throw the ball. I never. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm caught up on this. I never would have thought that the umpire's <laughs> mask was specifically designed to the point of there was a patent a- approved for it to to kind of judge the strike zone. I always just figured that was there to protect their face. I never <laughs> would have thought that there was a like a scientific reasoning for the design of that mask. That is fascinating. And and Vince says also that the the, ra- the run was from a town called Marathon to Athens. I didn't know that. Yeah. There, there's a great stat. Hello caller, you're on the Hello caller on the air. Hi there. Just one other little fact about the uh, run from 
from wherever to Athens. Marathon to Athens. Marathon to Athens. He, he died when he got there. He died he when he got message. to Athens? He delivered the message, he collapsed, and he died. Wow. <laughs> that throws that throws a whole nother... Uh, you know, I'll bet you he's not the first person to die after a marathon. <laughs> I bet you he is, because he was the first No, no, I'm not saying... I'm, I'm sorry, not the only one, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I've heard of people having heart attacks at the end of marathons before. Yeah, probably. Hmm. All right, just had to add that. Thanks for the call. Bye. You got any more details for us, Jer? No, no, I don't. I mean, what else do you want from me here? I found a, I found a issued patent for an umpire mask. What else do you want? Jim? Do you know? Have, have you ever heard of any umpires like in the, the college level wearing those masks? No, I think that is the mask. I think that, like, is the mask that umpires use. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hey, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, so, uh, well, maybe not a little bit. I guess back to the instant replay thing, which we keep getting at. Um, I uh, I don't have TV, but I was uh, um, looking at who made the uh, Men's World Cup. thought I'd watch a couple games. And in those games, I noticed that they're using instant replay inside of the penalty box. Looks like for sometimes questionable calls. Um, there's still the referee is only one person who uh, gets to, I guess, look at it and make the decision. So it, it doesn't seem to be slowing the game down at all. But I'm just wondering, is my question, you can find this out, is this going to be the first men's or the first World Cup men's or women's where they use instant replay to uh, decide uh, some of the goals or the penalties inside the box. And um, I also wanted to bring attention to the first time I think I've ever seen lines girls or line women. Um, it's usually men. And uh, this year I noticed in the men's uh, qualifying there were, some, there were women um, operating the lines. So um, those are my two questions, and uh, thanks. So, go ahead, Jer. Yeah. So, so replay review in soccer, just for a little bit of background, is is called VAR. That's the 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 acronym they've gone with, Video Assistant Referee. Um, I it can it can review penalties, goal, or yeah, it can. It, sorry, it can review goals and potential penalties leading up to goals. Those are the only two things that can be reviewed uh, with with video replay. Um, I believe it was used in the 2018 World Cup. So I think this is going to be the second World Cup that video replay is going to be used for. It's been used for a while now in soccer. Um, but I know that I'm pretty sure 18 was the first year they used it. And this is going to be the second World Cup that it's been used in on the men's side. I think the women used it in their last World Cup as well. Um, but yeah, th th this is, it's still relatively new in soccer, especially in 2018. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like 99% sure this is the second World Cup for the men that they're going to use this replay technology for. Well, I, it's funny what, what that gentleman uh, suggested, whatever he, he was starting with, I, I, I lost a little bit because I was trying to get caught up with some paperwork here. But... I so you're not see, listening to our callers. No, I'm, I'm listening to most. <laughs> I'm just just giving you a hard time. Just giving you a hard time. Go ahead. Um, something about oh, it didn't slow the game down that much, and I just want to comment on that because 
I'm the most anti-referee, umpire review person that I know of in the world because I have one very clear stand about it. It's it should not be done ever in any sport. And it has nothing to do with it taking longer. It has to do with the referees, the umpires are part of the game. They will, they do, they will make mistakes. And just because we have the technology doesn't mean we should reverse the call of an umpire. We should get new and better umpires if the ones we have are making wrong calls. I'm not against instant replay. I watch SportsCenter all day for all my sports. I have no problem watching instant replay in slow motion. I don't want the technology to be used to reverse umpires and referees' calls. Now, one little note about this, and I don't know if this is going to be the case in this upcoming World Cup, but I do know that it is was the case in 2018. Um, the referee still has full dis- had. I don't know. Again, I don't know if this is going to be the case in 2022. They still had full decision making power. So essentially, what would happen is there'd be a review. They'd communicate with the 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 hub, which was in Moscow at the time. Yeah. Um, and then it was still up to the referee to make the final call. Like it was still his decision to make. Um, so I guess theoretically he could overturn the video review um, or like not agree with it if he, if he wanted to. Uh, I also would say, Jer, that I don't think I've ever given that rant quite as clearly as that. And I also yeah. and I and I also don't think I've ever not got a call when I gave that rant. Let's see what we got here. Hello, hello. You're, I had on, to, you're on the air. I had to. Yeah, I had to call back and double dip after your rant because I, I tend to agree. I have to agree with you. I think humans make mistakes, and part of sports is learning that humans make mistakes. And even if the mistake is big, the referee should always have the you know the last say, obviously. But even if it's a large mistake, it's just something you got to live with, and it's something we lived with for a long time before the technology. And I think it's a good it's a good part of of learning with when you're watching sports that you know what people make mistakes so what what this kind of has always come down to and i i finally kind of think i got jim on board with this is this whole debate ask the question jer revolves around what you what you as an individual believes the role of an official is and i have i have mine so caller i want go ahead jer i want this caller to answer my my answer yeah, to that is as long as there's money in the game and people are betting, then we're going to have to deal with instant replay. Once you take money out of the game, then it becomes separate. It, becomes, it turns back into a game. Just like the original baseball players, you know, when they originally made the league, they said, you know what, we're, never, we're not going to charge. We don't want to get paid. We want to just have baseball for everybody and keep the money out of it. So, uh, Jerry, as long as the money's in it, that's my answer. I I apologize, Jerry. I interrupted you, so I want you to ask him the question. So, the, well, no, the question is what what the opinion of using instant replay in sports comes down to, and my experience that I found here is the if you ask the question, what is the role of an official? It comes down to one of two answers, and and this is where you fall in the camp of you're okay with replay or you're not. If your opinion is that it's a referee's job to do the best job possible, 
enforcing the rules, then you're okay with referees making mistakes and instant replay not being used to overturn calls. If you're in the other camp where, or sorry, that's, if, if you're in the camp of it is not the referee's role to have an impact on the game, it is only their role to correctly interpret rules, then you're in the camp of there should be replay. Because it basically comes down to the question of, do you believe that officials should be allowed to have an impact on the game? And if your answer to that is yes, you're going to lean more towards you don't care about, or you, you, then you're going to lean towards you, you don't want replay because you think officiating is something that can have an impact. If you're on the camp of officials are not there to impact the game, they are there to interpret and enforce rules, then you're on the camp of you want replay because you don't want the official impacting the game in a way that they're not supposed to. Yeah, so that's the, the argument. I, and I'm consistent in my, in my answer. I don't think there should be any replay review and overturning of calls because I think the referee is part of the game. And um, You're okay with officials having an impact on the game. Absolutely. On the result of the they're, game. They're part of the game. Just like if Michael yeah. Jordan misses five free throws in, in, in a row, he had an impact on the game. That, that's right. same thing. Well, I, if, I, if I may, I believe in soccer, the referee is not can have an impact in the game just inadvertently because he's part of the field. So if you kick the ball and it accidentally hits the ref and bounces to another player, that is, uh, if I remember the FIFA rules correctly, you just it's just a bounce off the field. So automatically, the referee has an impact on the game, such as football, where they move while the quarterback is looking to do his play. So we're automatically having an impact, negative or or plus-wise. And so I I just have to say, I don't think instant replay helps sports. Instant replay or review? There's two different things. I, I just okay. don't think the reviews, I, I think it should just be the whistle's blown, the refs make the decision, the game moves on. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Guy agreed with me, Jer. Yeah. They're out there. I think there's. I don't think there's a lot of them, but they're out there. But you uh, know what there's a lot of? There's a lot of, there's a real lot of, I, I don't think they should be, except, but. But if it's really important, but if it's the last right. two minutes, you know, but if it impacts the game, you know. That, yeah. My biggest issue with the review is still that it takes too long. That's still my my biggest gripe with it because I've accepted that it's going to be used and continue to be used and used more and more and more. I just think it just it can grind a, a close game to a screeching halt. And, and I really that really bugs me. It's like if we're going to have all this technology – can we at least do it in such a way where it doesn't take 10 minutes to determine whose ball it is and how long we're going to put on the clock? Like that That's the biggest issue I have with replay, is it just takes too long. Hello, caller, you're in the air. Yeah, um, I just remember back decades ago, um, people regularly said Stan Musial got four strikes because he was such a kind, nice person. Um, <laughs> the umpires... Uh, uh, favored him, and I—I I don't know. I think I, part part of baseball. The reason why it's good for us is it's the human condition played out on the field. 
And if the umpires are uh, affected by the personality of the batter or all of the other ways in which umpires are affected, that's the human condition. And, and, and the closer it gets, really not to the tactical, but to the truly human condition, the more, I would say, therapeutic it is. That's my thought. But so, so should there be reversal of a call? I I didn't get the yes or no answer in in, in that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I think it, uh, let the umpire make the, the decision. I, I I can remember the situation uh, in football where the New Orleans Saints were so upset by something that uh, they they were getting their legislators involved, and uh, I think. I think that's fine. That's crazy. Because the more we get people being crazy out on the field, it more evident as it is, maybe we'll get better. So that that play grow. that play that the caller is referring to, well, he mentioned a team, but the play that, that he's referring to, which was between the Rams and the and the Saints in the NFC playoffs a couple of years back, is the was the reason the NFL changed their rules to allow penalties to be challenged. Right, right. That was that was the play that 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 that, that incurred that because it was so blatantly miscalled. And Jim's okay with it. I am so so okay with it. <laughs> if you know, well, the- I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think that we the more technology, the more the technology takes the place of growth. So you can do all sorts of things that you can't do. And you, the, the old, I used to teach statistics, uh, and we had nine out machines that you had to, if you're going to do an analysis of variance, you, you, you had to go through all of the, a, a year or two later, say, oh, you can just push, push this on your, and it does it for you. I don't think that's healthy. I mean, I think I think we've got to work it out on the field mm-hmm. so that uh, we don't get it accurate. We it's it's truly what it is. I mean, because if technology takes the place of growth, we don't have a chance. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. You know, what are the ironic? Jim, do we have another call before I, I go um, into this? No, that, that, that call is gone. Go ahead. So I was just going to say. What are the, I was just thinking about like there's some irony in you you don't want review and you want officials to be able to make mistakes, but you also want <laughs> less officials on a basketball court. I was just thinking there's some irony in there somewhere. I don't know. I haven't fully put it together yet, but there's something there. There's something there. But that, that, <laughs> there's that something was, there. Like I, I don't like the three, three refs yet. in high school games because because I I don't think. Oh boy, I'm putting my. Yeah, see, you see, you see where there's some irony in there somewhere. Well, I just, I'm I worried. I'm worried about yet. some some of my beloved co- coaches after those 17 years might be listening. But, <laughs> oh, but I love it. I, I actually think three refs in high school basketball at the small school level, like D6, D5, D4, of high school, the refs. The point of having a third ref on the field isn't to make more calls. I don't think you know. It's not just that's not the whole point. No, it's theoretically to have more angles to make better calls. Right, and what I found out, and I'll bet you the statistics would bear me out on this one, Jer, 
if, if you saw the total number of fouls in a high school game, the average number of fouls for a five-year period with two refs and a five-year period with three refs, I think you'd be amazed. I'll bet you the, the, they went up 25%, the amount of calls in a game. And I don't think that was good for the game either. Chair, that is not the same thing. Give me a break here. No, I, I know it's not the same thing. I'm just saying there's something there. There's some sort of irony there that that if I thought more about it, I could put it together. Uh, 707-895-2448. Got about 12, 15 minutes left on the show here, so give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about. 707-895-2448. Uh, yeah. Jim, what else do you want to talk let, about? Let me, let me go through a list here of, of, of little things. How about little, little things? Because like um, the, the thing, that was a big issue. Even, even the one, you know, the doctor called up. That was a pretty serious issue with the... Um, should a coach be allowed to, to, you know, the whole dating situation? Was it an argument there that wasn't sports-related? I don't think so. I thought it was sports-related. Um, I, I, I think it could happen um, a- anywhere in any sport at any time, given the jerks that are out there. Um, I like this one, um, and I think we decided we're going to pronounce it Nikeen. The first woman ever to coach... On a major league baseball field, the first woman, I hope I said that right, to, there's there's been women in the dugout, this is the first woman ever on the field, and it happened because a base coach got uh, thrown Check off it. thrown off the fields, uh, got thrown out of the game. So that's yeah, one. This is, that's one. This is a few. This is a few weeks. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, it was a Giants uh, coach uh, for the San Francisco Giants. And th- that's just an, a story. If someone wants a call on that. That's great. If you have more, Jer. If not, um, I-, I like this one. Uh, and this just got brought to me by someone in the Mendocino Coast Clinics this week. The Oakland Athletics set a record this week that's been held for 41 years. The least amount of people to watch an Oakland Athletic in the same, I think in the same stadium. I think they've been in that stadium for 41 years. Don't hold me to that one, Jer. But to watch an Athletics home game, for 41 years, 3,700 people showed up. You told me the issue was more than bad weather or, or COVID. Oh, yeah. This is a ongoing thing when you talk about Oakland A's and baseball and attendance. It's I don't know if we have time to like really get into the weeds on this, but it just comes down to that, st- that stadium, which Jim and I have spent some time in, is just a mess. It's just a dumpster. It's There's... There's sewage issues, electrical issues. It's just a mess. And it's been going on, like, I think 20, 25 years at this point of them trying to figure out a new stadium in Oakland. And it just keeps getting delayed. And there's issues between the city and the team and who's paying for it and all this stuff. And now there's talk about the A, the, the A's ownership moving to Vegas, moving to Portland, moving to this other, all these other places. And the, the fans are just kind of fed up with it. That's kind of the my read on it from some of the people I've talked to where they're just they're done. They don't care. They're, they're almost go, not going out of protest at this point, which sucks because the A's are a very passionate fan base. Oh, yeah. I mean, Oakland in, in general, 
Do, do you know if this is, um, I'm going to take a call in a second here, Jerry, but I want you to think about this one. Have you ever heard this kind of thing before? Did, did fans just quit playing when they disagree with, with ownership and and that kind of thing? Hello, call, you're on the air. There's, there's been plenty of strikes. Yeah. Um, I just got to say, is there a, a worse story for a city than Oakland? Losing the Raiders how many times? The, the Warriors skip back over to San Francisco. Now Oakland's probably going to move to Vegas. I mean, can Oakland keep a team at all? No. I don't think they're and, – and the thing that I think is a bummer, Vince, I don't think they're going to get one back if, if they lose the A's. I don't see any team moving to Oakland or like an no, expansion no. happening in Oakland because the facilities just don't exist. So, no, and, and the city doesn't want to pay for a new they, – they really can't. I mean, that's, that's a pretty legit argument for the city because it usually gets you know, taxes laid down onto the people who end up paying 40% of a new, new stadium usually. So right. that city can't really afford that. I mean, Seattle will get a basketball team before Oakland gets a soccer team. Right. A soccer right. team? I'm just throwing the the you know least likely of the sports oh. to expand. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that just goes yeah. to the point, right? Like if 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 Oakland loses the Athletics, they're not going to have professional sports. You're not getting exactly yeah. never again. That's a bummer because it's a great. Like I love, I prefer going to the A's games over the Giants games, not because the stadium's nicer, obviously, but you go to a July game in San Francisco, it could be 55 degrees and foggy. You go to that same game in Oakland, it's going to be 88 degrees and beautiful mm-hmm. and sunny. And, you know, that that feels more like baseball. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kind of, that's just the way I've always gone. Uh, plus, you can get better seats for less money. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you could sit anywhere you wanted to in this game in Oakland last week. Oh, man, it was it was bad, Jim. I, I, you see the pictures, and it looks like mm-hmm. there might as well not even be a game going on. It looked it's, like a practice. It, it was so. pretty, pretty odd. Huh. No, I didn't see pictures. I just heard it. That's that's a forty-one-year-old record that was broken. Now I'm not hmm. surprised by who. Um, do you have a call, Jim? No, we're we're open right now. What do you got? Cool. Okay. Well, really quick, since we don't get to do this very often anymore, um, I'm going to jump NBA and just see <laughs> if you guys have any first-round surprises or anything that's caught your eye so far. I. I have no takes, and and it's I and the reason Vince I have no takes is I can't get a get a read on the playoffs this year yet. And, and like, other than the Warriors are really good, and the Nets are really disappointing, I I don't have a real sense of anything yet. I, I like I thought the minute Chris Middleton got hurt, I thought the Bulls were going to run away with that series. I couldn't have been more wrong. Yep. Uh, yep. I thought the Suns were going to run the Pelicans out of the out of the playoffs. That series is close. I, outside of the only definitives being the Warriors are arguably the best team right now, and the Nets are a mess. I just I haven't I don't have any other definitive takes yet because I just I it just seems like it's been really inconsistent so far. The Mavericks played worse with their best player. Yeah, <laughs> those things the happen. Though, but that, the, that's about laws of averages. They're better off with them in the long run. You gotta. Yeah. Um, right, but and that's, that's my only, take. That's, my take is I have no takes yet. That that, that makes sense. It's been a, a pretty weird uh, first round. I think all of us would be pretty accurate though if we would have guessed these rounds going in, except for maybe the Nets. Um, yeah. 
yeah, but I, I think for me the biggest thing is injury. Um, yes. Booker going down makes Phoenix vulnerable. I thought Middleton going down and eventually in the second round it might come up more playing against like a Boston or somebody, not having him around. Um, and then, you know, maybe Dallas is up 3-1 to one if they had Doncic the whole time. You know, so th- that's my only take is the fact that the, the inconsistencies or what you thought might happen because of players going down hasn't uh, fully it, 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 to me, it's just like let's move on to the second round already. Well, here, here, let me. My, I, I always have a different take than both both of you guys. I'm very excited about one series, and that's um, New York, New York, uh, or Brooklyn, and and the Celtics. Wow. And the reason I, I have my theory of negative fan base, and what that means is. This is a situation where I always like love watching the Warriors play because I've always root against them. So there's always something to do when I'm watching the Warriors. Well, in this case, the Nets and the Celtics, what are the chances I'd be voting on my teams, voting for my team's arch rival to win? I want the Celtics to win because I like them. Or I it's like, easy to root for. It's easy to root for the Celtics just because of how they play. Like yeah, it's, but, it's really easy. Yeah, to but not to, for to not for me. For I'm a Laker fan through and through, and, and sure. it'd be like me rooting for the Red Sox in baseball. You sure. know, it'd be really hard. But the reason I can do it, not because of how they play, because they're playing a team that I like less than them. So that's yeah. that's quite a uh, quite a lousy bar. But at least it gives me something to do when I watch the game. Vince, I have yeah, one yeah. other take. Unless you had something, yeah. I have one other take. Then yeah. this has been a this has been something I Jim will know this one, uh, but it still bothers me to no end. And this so this isn't directly related to any of the series. This is more about the playoffs and the the coverage of basketball. It still really bothers me that the best play by play crew is on ESPN and the best studio crew is on TNT and I never yeah. can have the best of both worlds. Huh. If if yeah. I get if I get Mike Breen, Stan Van if I get Van Breen or B I can't talk. If I get yeah. Breen, Van Gundy and Jackson doing play by play, I don't get the inside the NBA guys. If I don't if yeah. I get the inside yeah, the sure. NBA guys, I don't get to watch the good play by play guys. And that I, that has frustrated me for years. So that answers my question. Those are your that's your favorite team of on-court commentators? Oh, I think Mike Breen, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson are unmatched in terms of on-court play by play. I I I do I do too. I was just wondering if that's where you were going with it. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. And, and inside the NBA is just so fun to watch. Like those right. guys, they, they could be doing highlights and they don't even talk about the game. They're just talking. <laughs> just talking. They they crack me up. Uh, I love that. I love that show. Yeah. Um, so but, so yeah. I, that's my that's my non playoff take. And then the other bigger picture one is just this reminded me how fun the playoffs are, and just in terms of like how it's just its own season. Like it's just yeah. four games a night getting to go through this it's the first round's great i love because there's just so much basketball i i I always i always forget that and then get the reminder of it yeah it it is it is pretty exciting um i i wanted to chime back in on on uh dr patty's thing earlier but i'll probably do that next week um i love the fact that uh you guys get some great topics on this program. I really appreciate it. Go ahead, it. And, go ahead. Um, and answer, text. answer, Doctor Patty. You got thirty seconds. No, I did, okay. I'll okay. say Vince does not have to answer that in thirty seconds if he wants to put his thoughts together. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I'll put my thoughts together next week. My my answer is I, I I can't. I agree with you guys. I don't see how 
you know, we can say who can and who cannot. It's like saying who can go straight from high school to play professional sports. You know, it's, it's, it's life. It is what it is. But I also agree with Jerry that there are circumstantial things that could be added in that change the way you look at it. Sure. It's a very long-winded answer that has to come out in more than 30 seconds. That's your 30 Thanks, seconds. Guys, always, always a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Vince. Vince. All right. I'm sorry, well, I might have put him on the spot. I apologize to everybody. No, we're good. We're, I, think, I think we're good. That was a good, succinct answer by Vince there. Uh, we're done. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.